Welcome, I'm Moshe Ferber. And I am Ariel Munafon. And this is the Silver Lining Podcast, a podcast about security architecture. Hello everyone, uh, we are in another episode of uh, Silver Lining, uh, the first one in the COVID-19. Uh, how are you, Moshe? Perfect. Thank you. Good morning. How are you? Very good, very good. And uh, with us, uh, Yoad, a good friend. How are you, Yoad? Hello, hello. Good morning. Thank you for having me today. I'm, I'm great, you know, working remotely, staying safe, looking after our friends, colleagues and customers. Thanks. <laughs> great. So, Yoad, you're the cybersecurity lead at uh, Central and Eastern Europe. I said it right, correctly? Correct. <laughs> CE, woohoo! Yeah, at Microsoft. Yes, sir. And uh, actually, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in into uh, security engineering and stuff. 100%. So I'm covering the Central and Eastern Europe uh, region for Microsoft, our biggest account for enterprise accounts. Um, working with them to establish a valid and uh, a valid cybersecurity posture and strategy. I'm 37, 38 years old, living in Tel Aviv, so I'm traveling frequently in the post-coronic era. You were, you were traveling. I was, (laughs) yeah. To be honest, I don't miss that too often. I was sure it was gonna be a a crisis for me, but on the contrary, I'm, you know, happy spending time with family and customers are adapting to it. So we're having a good time and we even have more successful implementations, to be honest. You know, people perceive the value. Just back to the story. So I joined Microsoft uh, four and a half years ago from an acquisition of a very nice startup that I had the privilege to be part of. It's called Secure Islands. Woohoo! Go Secure Islands if you ever heard about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the pioneers and the market, um, let's call it the market innovators. You can, you can argue. I mean, you can challenge me on that, but uh, for the time being, we, are the mar- we were the market leader. Think about it as the firewall for sensitive uh, for sensitive data, so if firewall works on the network levels, etc., we were operating on you know uh, layers five, six, seven, creating what's um, what's secret, what's sensitive for your organization. Then we can actually protect it, apply policy, etc. And Microsoft wanted to bolster its uh, its infrastructure and its offering part of the Microsoft Information Protection, part of uh, RMS Rights Management Services uh, capabilities. So we were acquired, first of all, for the amazing talent that mm-hmm. we had with, for our developers. <coughs> like you. Like me, <laughs> like me. Thank you very much. Uh, that brought a smile to my face. And, but to create that, that sense of a layer of, uh, of labeling and tagging of that data, so you can actually not work with all those encryption keys and not worry about encryption keys, etc. Just refer to it as if it was a black box and just work, whether it's manually applied, automatically applied, or according to a recommendation, just have this matrix, a grid of classification, labeling taxonomy for your organization. Just say, all right, this is top secret, we're good to go, and the rest just follows suit. You know, encryption keys, who has access, revocation, offline access, watermarking, um, etc. And maybe just lastly by myself, uh, I've been, you know, what was that, uh, 20 plus years, um, in the infrastructure, data center, and security, uh, security um, was that uh, career, business, uh, industry, etc. Uh, graduating from uh, Mamram, alumni, Israeli IDF. Woohoo! That's me. <laughs> and uh, I really believe that I leave my home every day to make the lives of our customers safer. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it sounds like a cliche. I'm a guy that <laughs> you can think, all right, is this guy, sorry, is, is he BSing me? Like bullshitting? Sorry, is that allowed on this podcast? Yeah, okay, okay, we don't have minor uh, listeners. Okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> if that's okay. So, but I really believe that we have the privilege to change and impact our customers, peers, and contacts' lives. And this is my mission. And uh, until we're going to have a cyber police, remember we had that discussion? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, until we're going to have a cyber police that is going to take the responsibility for the network and for the assets as if it was the physical realm, we are serving our customers and providing better solutions for the okay. world. So that was a big bombastic opening. Yes, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> What was your role in uh, Secure Islands? I still remember them uh, quite good. I was heading the pre-sales department mm-hmm. um, worldwide. Okay. Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, Secure Islands uh, is now in Azure Information Protection. That's uh, how it rolled up, right? Well, when we were actually preparing for the interview you said mm-hmm. something very that was very correct that microsoft has the tendency of altering its naming convention <laughs> very frequently <laughs> so uh, we started as azure information protection then there was something in between we were migrating to become a uh, fully embedded solution in office 365 that mm. was referred to as unified labeling mm. and now when we are fully native in office clients in SharePoint in OneDrive um, etc from that DLP and labeling uh, perspective it is referred to as Microsoft information protection or in short MIP MIP okay so this is actually bring us to the why we brought you here and Is basically because we want to uh, do some order in all of Microsoft uh, security and you have a couple of pillars and uh, you keep changing the names and mm-hmm. you keep changing the, keep, the keep buying, buying companies also <laughs> you keep buying companies <laughs> and you give them different names so Correct. we came here and said you add please help us uh, understand what are the important stuff that we need to know about Microsoft in security mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going uh, I'm jumping in so we basically we talk about three pillars yep. we are going to talk about three pillars one of them is the monitoring of Or security monitoring how mm-hmm. do I uh, collect logs uh, detect uh, security events inside mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft uh, we're talking mostly Azure and office 365 naturally mm-hmm. then a uh, second thing will be a uh, Microsoft MTP threat protection you have now a big platform yep. that has so many tools inside of it so if mm-hmm. you can break this down into a smaller chunk so we can better understand it 100%. and lastly if we can talk about the identity and Azure information protection and, and again break it down to uh, the technologies be- beneath the package name yep it would be great all right so this Let's is kick it off cool uh, so your floor you want to talk a little bit about Microsoft strategy as a yes. high level before we dive in yes so I'm going to um, I'm going to borrow a statement which I really liked from one of our uh, directors and leaders um, and he was he gave us a chart of You know even for us it's still we are trying to um, make sense in what we really excel for our customers and this is an ongoing motion from the security perspective meaning w- how and with what tool we can provide the most value to our customers saying that let's assume uh, three years ago every year we have the ignite conference mm-hmm. right? I'm not sure what's going to happen this year. Probably it's going to be virtual. Three years ago, 
people came to us were saying, what, Microsoft, are you a security player? Is, is, that, is that real? Are you standing out with the Palo Altos, the Fortinet, the checkpoints of the world? Seriously, are you trying to compete them? And we're like, yeah, we have a great solution, trust us. And okay, the following year, two years ago, people are like, okay, Microsoft, we understand, you're here for the long run, you're here to stay, you're cool. Um, but but you, you seem to be over-promising. So what's the story with that? And we're like, keep, keep, we're getting there. Don't worry. We have some great solution. And last year, we're like, okay, Microsoft, we understand. You're a great security provider, but do you want to take over the entire landscape? Do you want to swallow everything? Because you seem to, to be acquiring companies, as you mentioned, Ariel, um, every now and then, and your portfolio keeps on expanding, right? Um, so, so where are you going with this, right? To put that in short, we're not trying to climb Mount Everest on our own. We're trying to be the good guys of the security industry, right? So Microsoft is a security provider, a security vendor. Some may challenge that, that is fine. But due to the fact that we're not only a security provider, puts us both in a challenging uh, position and in a unique position. We are trying to take all the signals that we have from over, and this is, uh, put that in context, before we dive into the different solution, think about something called the ISG, Intelligent Security Graph. This is our beast, right? that we're collecting information, fully anonymized, tokenized, that would not work for a company that, you know, breaking the rules of uh, PII and GDPR um, and CCPA, etc. Saying that we have a unique position to collect over a billion of Windows uh, devices telemetry. Think about also Azure services, all these signals coming in-house. Think mm -hmm. about just the infrastructure that is dedicated to collect and make sense and reason over that data. Once we do that, because Microsoft is a big player on the endpoint, you know, Windows, Office, mm -hmm. etc., and also it's a big player on SaaS, Azure, Office 365. So we see a lot of trends, mm -hmm. and we're talking about trillions of data in a day. We make sense of those. We make sense in mm -hmm. all of those. We run uh, run our uh, algorithms, and then we create we use them we create tools that we use in-house microsoft it in-house and then later we expose them for the use of our customers and the general public right the tools should complement our offerings for azure for office 365 for productivity um, we have also an offering for crm let's put that aside it has we call it the secure productivity if it's easier for our listeners uh, to comprehend that. If you're using Office 365, if you're using Azure, if you're using desktop apps protected, uh, provided by Microsoft, sorry for that, then you should consider having the same vendor providing the level of security needed for your applications. Why would you go to a third-party provider, right, and not have security that a security tool that was developed in-house, right? From basically two developers that are sitting two rooms next to each other. Now, this is the why go, the, the suite, the full suite approach. Having said that, we're not doing, for example, uh, we're not doing, um, 
We're not trying to compete on firewalls. We have Azure Firewall, but one of the best solutions on Azure would be Checkpoint Firewall. Mm -hmm. And that's a great addition and we're proud of that. So we're not trying just to do everything. We don't have everything. I have a, even a cool chart. I wish we had this uh, ability to project something through a podcast, mm -hmm. but there is a, a there, uh, I would say that um, 50% of the services provided through Azure and Office 365 can be provided first party and the rest of the 50% either by uh, by partners or third party vendors. That's it. Let's uh, yeah. let's move on. Uh, by, by the way, as a, I'm a, like a bystander, I'm looking from the side. Just last week, you bought CyberX mm -hmm. uh, security for IoT, so it means that you're expanding. Yep. Yeah, and I I really connect to what you're saying about the fact that Microsoft, because it's has such such so much data, so much data. Correct. I mean, the endpoints, and you have all these emails that are going through you. You definitely you can be, and you you will be a very a strong security player. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but l let's dive in. Yep. Uh, and the first pillar we want to talk about is security monitoring. I mean, you, you've made a lot of uh, changes in the last couple of weeks. You really matured uh, Azure services. You connected everything to Office 365, which is one of your biggest advantages. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the fact that you have so, such a strong SaaS offering together with the IS Pass uh, offering. So tell us a little bit, how do I, what is the monitoring perception from Microsoft? I mean, how do you build your security monitoring? All right, so when we take the Microsoft monitoring approach, when we look at it from a cloud perspective, we need to divide first and foremost the two massive building blocks of how you monitor your IaaS or PaaS resources. Mm -hmm. That goes into the realm of Azure Monitor that you can define, define various policies uh, and log collection for your resource groups, for your VM, for your servers. Um, etc. Let's put that aside. That's Azure monitoring. That's monitoring of everything that which is not security. Correct. That's performance and uh, if my disk is full and all of those. 100%. You, you got it right. Okay. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, on the other side, we have released last RSA, Azure Sentinel, mm -hmm. which is our forefront um, security tool for SIEM and SOAR, uh, SIEM and SOAR scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. So, we this is something new for us okay, okay just one uh, minute source security operation and response security orchestration and response. correct mm -hmm. and same we all know the aggregation and the source the the enforcement or the actionable side of what do i do how do i reason mm -hmm. with my data right? mm -hmm. um before we had sentinel basically if we were talking to a CISO or cio we're like okay you can you can have all those tools implemented for Microsoft. Now, if you want to make sense uh, out of it, you either work with the building with the built-in consoles of the various tools. We will touch base on those very soon. But if you want to have the holistic picture of a sim, you have to throw it away to another tool um, by one of our you know uh, partners or competitors. Let's put it this way: through a third-party tool. We said, all right, well, what's what's the logic there? Why should anyone do that? We have an amazing cloud platform. It's scalable, etc. This is the logic. So the same building blocks for for Azure monitoring, mm -hmm. and the, the, it goes also for Azure Sentinel. Meaning, it's called Azure Log Analytics. Mm -hmm. Azure mm -hmm. Log Analytics is basically think about it um, as a mega framework or a tool that all of your logs can all of your um, event writing applications 
can actually write at a very high speed. We have also data surge protection can write to this pool. Data can be then indexed in Azure Log Analytics. And only then that framework that can also be leveraged for, for Azure monitoring, but let's focus on the Azure Sentinel side. Then Azure Sentinel is a layer that rides on top of Log Analytics, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the story. So if you are familiar with KQL, the Cousteau uh, query language, okay? That is now becoming more and more standardized in the industry. And this is also, this is how you, um, you would, uh, query your logs and events. It's also used in uh, Microsoft Defender ATP, our endpoint protection. But again, let's put it aside. We're not trying to create a language for each tool. You will use the same tool, the same component for storage, for indexing, etc. And then you will access Azure Sentinel and start adding collectors and those collectors are basically I'm going to connect to that system I'm going to connect to uh, to two Microsoft first party systems one of them would be the MTP which we'll touch base in mm -hmm. a second but it's by no means just meant for collection and um, SOC operation of the Microsoft tools you will connect your cyber arc your Fortinet your firewalls Palo Altos into that and start enriching your data we have a lot of uh, algorithms running on the data behind the scenes. Everything that you will put into your workspace, you can start creating uh, notebooks, right? You can start creating um, advanced analytics and automatic remediation based on all this data collection. Let's, 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 let's take a deeper breath. Mm -hmm. What have we said so far? Because this is very bombastic. Basically, Everything that you uh, that you had, the data, you throw it to the log analytics and then... Uh, exactly. Even to keep it even simpler, if you want to start Sentinel from scratch, go to your Azure portal, search for Azure Sentinel, spin up your tenant. It's free. Mm -hmm. It's free for Office 365 data. It's free. And I'm not, I'm not just joking and it's in like trial base. It's free for your Azure sign-in operations. Give it a try. If you find that you're happy with the tool, because there are many advantages to a tool that runs on the cloud, you don't have to worry about storage. Mm -hmm. You won't, don't have to worry about capacity, this whole shebang. Let's put it aside that the elasticity of the cloud plays a major role in, um, in a cloud native SIM, mm -hmm. right? So the, more, the first stage would be, let's start connecting and collecting data into that platform. The second phase would be merging the data Right? And making sense, so if something happens on my Palo Alto and then my cloud app security have something for me, an indicator of compromise and also my identity put something in, then I'm convinced I have an incident, right? And then what do I do with that incident? I can create a playbook or to run an automatic remediation, um, etc. And if I want to do advanced hunting, that the proactive side for advanced uh, SOC operation, then you can run and use KQL on your side to make sure that either a post breach, you are fully clean and you've ran uh, through all of the artifacts. Um, and on the other hand, 
to do something preliminary to make sure that you are not breached or there are no indicators of compromise at the moment. Okay, so let me try to summarize this. Uh, first of all, we talked about Azure monitoring, which is everything which is not security, putting mm -hmm. it aside. So now we have Azure Log Analytics, which basically every service in Azure writes to Azure Log Analytics. When you issue a new database or a new service or a new something, it will write logs into Log Analytics. Then you go to the Sentinel and then you start building your agents or basically your, your log sources, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can uh, take the information from Azure Log Analytics and Sentinel will continue the correlation, the uh, event, uh, the, the enrichment correlation. Enrichment. Just one, one comment mm -hmm. there, if I may add. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say that everything Azure will be using Azure Log Analytics mm -hmm. because there's also Azure Databricks, there's Azure Data Lakes. We're not going into those services. From For the security practitioner, I would say definitely Azure Log Analytics, KQL are the, the building blocks for your cloud monitoring, security monitoring. And on that, we're just, you know, like a t-shirt on okay. a person. That's where Sentinel comes into play. Okay. And l let's say I have a Windows VM. Mm -hmm. Where we would the security logs from the VM, how it would go mm. into Sentinel? That's an interesting question. Would, now, would that VM be running on Azure? Azure. Or, Azure. Or, okay. Azure. Mm -hmm. So you can either have a direct Ceph collector, syslog collector, mm -hmm. you know, just UDP 514, or uh, you can have a centralized connector, a collector, sorry, that all of your machines, it will run in your environment, in your IaaS environment, mm -hmm. all of the servers, let's assume you have 300 servers, they will point to it, it will collect, it will uh, act as a jump server, and when you go into the Sentinel interface, you just add this. This data uh, source. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Moving on, uh, MTP? 100%. So NTP, Microsoft uh, Threat Prevention, it's mm -hmm. big package. What are the building blocks benefits? I mean, 100%. Um, MTP, this is, uh, this is a topic that's really close to my heart. There are a lot of, uh, <laughs> that uh, I'm, I'm getting excited because when I'm talking to it, because let's, let, let's, let's describe the problem first. Um, it's really important for the understanding because MTP on its own is not, we're not selling or we're not providing MTP. MTP actually came from the market, right? This is a new uh, trend in the market. If you're familiar, we, we, we're starting to see uh, some solutions around MTP. The problem would be, and what do those solutions do, is actually taking the myriad, the multiplicity of consoles that you have, think about something to monitor identity, and then, all right, one analyst would be focusing on endpoints, Another analyst will be focusing on um, on applications and email. The third one will be focusing on identity. So if something comes up in your console, right? Uh, and now we're focusing on, on the Microsoft perspective for a second, just for simplicity. If something comes up in your application console, then you have to switch gears and, you know, I'll tub yourself into a different console, see if an event or an incident has been let's say an event has been uh, triggered in the other console and you have to do and you start doing triage by yourself complementing the information and trying to see if you have one unified incident on your own so basically you take all your all of your tools and you're using your analyst minds to integrate the problem to integrate the data and to see whether we have just one incident for it. We've taken four tools, basically, 
we have three ATPs. Sorry for the acronyms. <laughs> I'll try to do it really fast. One for the endpoints, which is super popular nowadays. Our EDR. EDR is, if someone from Microsoft hears me, they're, they're going to kill me. But <laughs> for simplicity, our EDR components for protecting the endpoints. Endpoint detection and response. Right. Uh, yeah, EDR. Mm -hmm. Endpoint detection and response. Mm -hmm. um, basically. Which is basically the defender. It's Defender uh, Advanced Brand Protection because mm -hmm. Defender is also our antivirus offering or EPP. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so Defender ATP is the next package, is this next level. Correct. Okay. Call it, uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've seen this morning something said, all right, so Windows Defender is uh, like the basic package. Mm -hmm. The Defender ATP is the advanced package, let's call okay. it, because mm -hmm. it goes for, for, it has behavioral capabilities, it yanks from cloud. Uh, it's an enterprise product, unlike the Defender, which is a personal product. And it's also for post breach. It's not. Mm. It's not just. It's that. not the same. Okay. It's. It's not. Mm. It's not the same. Let's just. Uh, um, mm -hmm. It's not the same. So it's becoming really a standard now. Defender ATP. Mm -hmm. um, I lost my track. So we, we okay, said. Okay. We said Defender ATP is the endpoint uh, threat protection. Uh huh. Now we next one is the uh, right. uh, right, server so ATP or the. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it again. Okay, mm. when we talk about Defender ATP, it has, um, on top of protecting your endpoint, when we say endpoints, mm. so it can serve your servers as well. Uh, it, it has backward compatibility. You don't have to install anything. That's the beauty of working from something that's within first-party integration. We have also released Defender ATP, Microsoft Defender ATP for Mac, for Linux, Mm -hmm. and for Android, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's becoming a real holistic package. And think about it, uh, when you're talking, when, or when you do the inevitable comparison to Sentinel, because MTP will take all those four tools, which I will mention in a second on top of Defender ATP, and you say, all right, on one hand, I have the Sentinel, right? For Microsoft and third-party solutions, mm -hmm. and MTP is for the four major working policy-oriented tools backed up by cloud mm. intelligence. You're unifying all the data there, but they can definitely live and complement together. Yeah, and I must say at this point, you're not talking about it, but Intune's for Mac mm -hmm. and uh, also other operating system, it's, it's an amazing tool. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I see more and more people um, migrating to manage their Macs with Microsoft, which I don't know, it's like... Mind-blowing, huh? Yeah, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> who thought it was possible? But I see more and more uh, people are asking, what should I do with my Mac? And the answer keeps coming, Intunes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very interesting, uh, the, the way that you opened up yourself to, uh, to other uh, ecosystems. I, okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. no, and I must say, thanks for saying that. You know, if I if I would have said that, then uh, yeah. you know it would be taken with a grain of salt. So <laughs> yeah. th thanks for mentioning that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can tell you from the inside, from from within Microsoft, uh, this is the same spirit. We're not just saying, okay, we're going to have most of our offering around Windows, but as a marketing statement, we're going to have Mac and Linux, etc. There's nothing like that. People mm -hmm. are you know pushing hard. For, for feature parity, et cetera. But let, let's park this discussion, but it's a, it's a valid point. Um, if I may, I just want to, to finish up that. So we have the Defender tool, uh, Defender ATP, right? With all its capabilities for endpoints. Then we have Azure ATP. Think about it as your best buddy to defend against um, identity-based um, threats and attacks. Think oh, about okay. Active Directory on-prem, think about Azure Active Directory, anything that is identity, 
is is done there. Yeah, this is past the hash, past the certificate, 100%. all of those uh, mm -hmm. tags, and this is basically it's the based on Arato, which is another Microsoft Israel Microsoft uh, Israeli acquisition, mm -hmm. right? Hundred uh, percent. Okay. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. Even um, Defender ATP was. 100% developed in-house. Mm -hmm. Azure ATP uh, based on an acquisition. The third tool is Cloud App Security based on another acquisition. Adalom. Of Adalom. Mm -hmm. um, correct. I think that uh, Cloud App Security is, is, is again, is, is an amazing tool that can do so many things from malware detection to DLP for your cloud apps, uh, for data classification, which if we have time, I'll be very happy to, mm -hmm. to, uh, to touch base on that. Um, and the last tool, is email protection, Office 365 uh, ATP, again, fully developed inside uh, Microsoft. It's all merged there. So if you want to have one single policy or one single analyst that we're not saying, we're not mandating the analyst, all right, just go and compare the data from four different consoles and windows and start triaging and do the deep investigation on your own, we are helping in a sense that you will have one incident and we are measuring the incident uh, the incident correctness rate by we call it SNL uh, um, the, uh, the uh, signal noise load mm -hmm. right we're trying to lower the noise mm -hmm. if every alert let's assume that you have 12 alerts one coming from email, one from mm -hmm. identity, etc. You have 12 alerts pertaining to one certain incident. We are verifying, you know, post-mortem, mm -hmm. whether that specific incident in a specific tenant, if that specific alert was relevant. If it's one not relevant, we're learning and adapting because we're not trying to load, we're trying to reduce the load okay. on our analyst and the, the, the second part to it would be that in order to reduce the load, once the triage has happened, once the investigation has happened, we're moving into remediation. When we move into remediation, then um, we initiate a process that is unique for MTP. It's called self-healing. Self-healing would be... Um, I should have one hand. We all should have one. We all should. I would listen. Last week I was driving my car and I dislocated my shoulder. So every night I play. I I pray for the lords of uh, auto healing for my shoulder to uh, to heal. So, um, so it will take all of those, um, all of the objects that needs fixing mm -hmm. from the from email, from identity, from accounts, etc. And in an automated way, it will run the corrective measures in order to resolve the problem on its own um which is to me yeah. this is super so it's auto incident response self-healing capabilities reducing the load on our um on our analyst so taking the power of all those tools that are protecting your company organization on a day-to-day -day basis and then making it very much accessible to the SOC analyst um, I want to dive the, um, I want to dive a little bit further into uh, the cloud app. Mm -hmm. Why this is your CASB cloud access security broker? This is the tool that I get most question on. Can you give us a couple of pillars inside cloud app? What do I use it for? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So the first part in um, 
the, the, the first and most popular part in cloud app security, uh, I'm glad you asked, would be the discovery of shadow IT. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in the shoes, uh, maybe you are in the shoes of a CISO, right? And how do my uh, employees, users, etc., how do I leveraging and using my cloud apps, right? So you have two ways in order to do that. You need to bring in the data. You have to bring in the logs into the tool. You have to import them into cloud app security in some way in order to get risk quantification, risk assessment. One way is to take, uh, to build yourself a Docker we are providing um, a package, a package Docker. You get it, it's signed with a specific token for your tenant, etc. Um, you run it in your system, you run it on, on your platform in a VM that runs on-premises, and all of, your, uh, all of your tools can actually point to it, right? It can be your secure access uh, web broker, it can be your proxies, your firewalls, everything should, can, pour, can send information to it, and from there, uh, over over SSL over TLS, it will send data to the cloud. So it's acting basically as a reverse proxy, exactly. actually forwarding proxy. Yeah. Well, um, never mind. Reverse of forwarding. That's <laughs> well. It's it's a good question. We for cloud up security is doing a reverse proxy. Mm -hmm. Cloud up security is doing a reverse proxy for that aspect. It's not about proxying. It's about the collection and uploading no. to mm -hmm. yeah and uploading to the cloud. Um, mm -hmm. I would say that once we have the data there, right? Once we have the data there, you get a nice dashboard and per app, you get the risk associated with it broken down into something like 64, uh, 64 different parameters. So we have a repository of close to 20,000 applications that we're manually, you know, we're manually verifying and collecting the information. So for example, if you're using uh, so I'm from Central and Eastern Europe, right? So if you're using uh, a storage app, like a Czech, mm -hmm. from the Czech Republic, from Czechia, mm -hmm. right? If you're using a storage app that no one has heard before, but you see we have a, actually a policy in Cloud mm -hmm. App Security called uh, a, a new popular app. So if you see that this app has been uh, used by 500 uh, workers in your organization, but you have no idea because it's called storage.check.superwow.com, but you say, should I sanction this app? Should I block it? Should I tell, should I generate a script to be implemented in my, in my appliances uh, to block this completely? Um, so you get an assessment and then you can make an educated guess. Now, I promise you that I'm going to share some nice, uh, some nice connections and some nice APIs between our solutions. One of the nicest ways, because Think about it this way: If you either if you're coming through a VPN or you're sitting in your in your in your office, then this is how you get the logs collected, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're coming from elsewhere or if something broken down in the integration, that poses a challenge. Now, if you are working with Defender ATP, right, w which we said Windows, Android, mm -hmm. Mac, etc., and it's part of the operating system in the case of Windows, then it's automatically create application usage if you allow it to, and it can share the data within a click into cloud app security. So that, for that aspect, think about everything that you do mm -hmm. instead of uploading logs, events, mm -hmm. etc. everything will be shown to you just for the fact that you have Defender ATP. And then mm -hmm. 
the other side of it, and I'm just wrapping up on that, sorry, I got excited, <laughs> then you can actually say, all right, that application is not allowed and Defender will be the one enforcing it, it rather mm -hmm. than the firewalls. Perfect. I, I rushed you because we still want to talk about the third pillar, which is the information uh, protection and a little bit about identity and how it interacts and protocol authentication. Yep. And I found this, uh, by the way, I found this area the most fascinating in what uh, Azure can bring. Mm -hmm. First of all, because you're unique. I mean, mm -hmm. not very others have this offering. Mm -hmm. Second, I think that uh, basically this is the future. I mean, we, we realize that we, we need to protect data at smaller chunks. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, we usually protect the folder, we protect the computer, protect the servers, but we need to protect the data itself, mm -hmm. right? So the, uh, tell us a little bit, and again, you're coming from a secure island, so tell us a little bit, little bit more, how can I protect the data itself? Mm -hmm. And basically, Azure Information Protection. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So definitely, so coming from secure island, this is uh, one of my sweet spots mm -hmm. that we have, and now that it, is, it has transferred into Microsoft Information Protection, all right, I'm giving, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting a sign not to knock on the table. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, sorry if I've done that before, I apologize. So I'm like, you know, very... Uh, People might think we're recording in an earthquake or something. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm, uh, I, got, I told you I got excited. So if uh, you heard that sound again. Um, back to MIP, Microsoft Information Protection. So we're trying to make our DLP offering very robust, our classification experience very robust. Um, and also the ability to automatically scan for documents that contain sensitive data across the board, whether that be on some of your endpoints in OneDrive or in SharePoint Online or sent through Exchange Online or even brought into your organization. Um, the mission statement, let's put it this way. So a file, a piece of data from creation, from inception, Upon creation, the data will be um, assessed, match with the policy, whether that be according to uh, phrases or keywords or a smart AI-based analyzer, and then um, the file will be treated in a specific manner. And that specific manner can be on one hand, plant a watermark. The other one is write some metadata or a custom attribute to the file. The other one would be, um, I want to encrypt it with a specific template. Under the hood, it's leveraging Azure Rights Management Service. Um, you can even have BYOK. You can bring your key, have an HSM to HSM uh, topology key swap, putting that aside. Essentially, for the admin and for, for the admin and for the, the CISO, basically what you're getting is the ability to govern because information protection is mostly around governance to understand mm -hmm. and visualize where is my risk regarding sensitive data on the endpoints mm -hmm. and inside my SaaS repositories identify the data and then act accordingly we are complementing it today and advancing i'm getting to the good stuff for <laughs> the sake of time um, the ability to paint full containers, uh, let's call it full containers or sites or teams mm -hmm. uh, or teams, uh, teams channel as pertaining to a specific confidentiality level. Mm -hmm. And hence, it will inherit all those classification la labels and it will give you a nice chart. Mm -hmm. Nice, maybe not the right 
choice of great, words. Great, great chart. A great and amazing <laughs> and awesome chart of where do you have sensitive data um, residing. Mm. Because we are aware, this is, um, I would say, it's not, this is a different topic of security. This is a different angle for security because it's, it's lighter security. Let's call it this way. The ultimate solution would be to encrypt. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with just one rule, whenever everything that leaves your organization, you just achieve DLP. Essentially, we are strong believers of encryption. Uh, but in some cases, it's not possible. In some cases, you want to collaborate with peers. Uh, we do have some external collaboration capabilities. It goes beyond, I think, um, let's let's also park it because you know external collaboration um you can invite me for a different discussion there's a lot to say in short in cases that you cannot encrypt you want to raise the awareness to the end user you want to add a tooltip you want to have assessment or something to have an accountability for the end user mm -hmm. why did you share that piece of data externally while you know while you knew this should not, uh, you should not do that, basically, okay? So we have a set of automatic labeling, e-discovery to complement that, mm -hmm. and you can imagine that we also have uh, the ability to achieve compliance with that because we're flattening the curve because you know what's your risk exposure, you automatically, uh, you can apply encryption granular to specific sites mm -hmm. of types of data, um, and lastly, also to have insider uh, insider risk management. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, yep. I found this fascinating because uh, I mean we used to uh, protect stuff by protecting the the capsule. I mean protecting mm -hmm. the disk, protecting the, the the folder, encrypting the created encrypted zip file, put the files inside. But once files were out of the yeah. container, we lost control of it. Mm -hmm. So this is what I find fascinating and very interesting. But I want to talk about the external uh, sharing for a okay. second, if you can. 100%. I mean, one of the biggest thing I found in Israel Information Protection is that it's first time I can share files with my, I don't know, lawyer or a PR company and, mm -hmm. uh, and make sure that I still have control over it, mm -hmm. right? So tell us a little bit, how does, how does it work? So in, in, uh, in, in super short, just, you know, to, mm -hmm. get you, to get you guys and our listeners intrigued, I would say two things. One, is the, the, it has two aspects to your question or to this topic. One is the ability to visualize, uh, you know, to graphically visualize where has this piece of data been accessed from, okay? And that creates a nice, um, and that will trigger, and that will trigger um, a malus of the file. The second part is the ease, the ease of access to those files, mm -hmm. meaning I don't want to, you know, God forbid, I don't want to send any, you know, password protected files, you know, send the email, uh, send the second email with the password. Mm -hmm. I don't want to send an agent to be installed. I don't want to share the pin codes or nothing like that. To, let's tackle the second point first. Once a piece of data has been protected with a cloud key, hence mm -hmm. produced by the master key for your tenant produced by Azure uh, Rights Management Service, yeah then i'm sending it externally to my lawyer to the pr agency 
you name it. They need to have a Microsoft account in order f- uh, for this to work? No, no, mm-hmm. we are federated with Google. Ah, now no, somebody told me. So you can have a Google account and uh, authenticate to the file, Correct. to the file with my Google Correct. account. Correct, yeah. you have to do mm-hmm. nothing. And this is, this is a major mm-hmm. thing. It's not, uh, it's not super new. To be honest, we keep on adding. So we are federated with Yahoo, uh, with uh, with Gmail. You know, this is the most common one. Mm-hmm. And for uh, and for major email applications that have not been federated. And being federated is just you know to be able to consume a file in your Gmail. You just say, all right, it will generate in your browser. Even the file, even if you have an attachment, mm-hmm. it will uh, it will respect the usage rights and usage rights will be edit, print, copy, etc. It will be rendered in your browser while the Google account um, is asking for permission for your from your Microsoft tenant. But basically besides on clicking on two buttons, you got nothing mm-hmm. to do. Oh my God. And mm-hmm. this is, uh, you, you only have to do it uh, once. Now, if it's not Gmail for a second, then you're, you're, you simply you get a mail and you're asking to receive a PIN code. Once mm-hmm. you're getting this PIN mm-hmm. code, you can access that document yeah. basically. Okay. So I, I found this t- technology amazing and mm-hmm. it's basically a supersede everything your competition has. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the larger competition at, l- at least. We, the size is what matters here, uh, here. Value for yeah. customers is superb, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, we are getting close to the end. I want to summarize this. So basically, we talked about three pillars in Microsoft security. We talked about, first of all, the monitoring, mm-hmm. which basically with, uh, evolves around Sentinel, which is basically a new uh, monitoring product. It's the core uh, product, takes information from Azure Log Analytics, and basically all the, all the process of uh, SOAR and monitoring is on top 100%. of it, right? This is Sentinel. Then we talked about the MTP, which is basically a family of four. We have the endpoint ATP, we have the server ATP, which is basically more active directory, and, and we have- Identity, yeah. And, and this is based. And we have the Office 365 FTP. I think we have, ah, we, we talked about it for a second. It's the email, basically, protecting from phishing and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And we have the Cloud App, which is basically the CASB, the Cloud mm-hmm. Access Security Brokers, mm-hmm. uh, which everything can log into, uh, can send logs. And we, the third pillar is basically Azure Information Protection, which is basically uh, data classification first. We can mm-hmm. classify your data, and second, you can build data islands. Now I get what secure island was, <laughs> what the, the name comes from. You can create data islands, so for instance, this file belongs to this team, and basically you can do better granulation over the, the your data items, mm-hmm. and you can also share them externally, which I find the, this uh, specific fact amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are basically the f- pillars of Microsoft. Anything? Yes, mm-hmm. it may be worth, uh, worth uh, mentioning. We haven't talked about Actually, we, the identity piece is super big for us. We, we can also mm-hmm. um, conditional access and real-time risk assessment are big. They're not currently part of MTP. They will be. But as a standalone offering, they complement our uh, real-time risk assessment and sign-in experience. Um, anything else? Just one correction, not Azure Information Protection, but Microsoft Information Protection. I want to keep my job, and if uh, <laughs> everyone here, someone here that I support a- AIP, they will uh, knock my head off. Okay, so instead of a- AIP, MIP. Yes, yeah. MIP. Okay. Okay. You, you need to send us uh, all the... Um, all the three words. Uh, yes. Okay. Probably don't don't get too attached to MIP. It will you know <laughs> it will probably change in a year or so. You know, just wishful thinking. I don't know. Uh, and maybe lastly, as mm-hmm. a last anecdote, mm-hmm. um, you know, we mentioned KQL, Custo Query Language, so you can dive in into your data. 
And not many people know, but this is a fun fact. It's, based, it's named after Jacques Cousteau, who is like the father of modern uh, scuba Di diving. diving. He's an oceanographer. He's an explorer. And it was named because you can actually dive into the vast realms of the oceans of data. So, you know, enjoy KQL, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this, uh, this is, uh, has more imagination. This name has more imagination than your other names. Cloud app. Yeah. Information protection. <laughs> okay. Uh, so thank you, Moshe. And uh, thank you, Yohan. Uh, we had a great time. And I think that uh, uh, all is now uh, more clear for us and our, our listeners. Thank you for having me. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.